guys, welcome back to Mini Life. I am your host, Mini Mike. Thank you so much for tuning back in. We have a sweet episode all the way from Ireland, Northern Ireland, I believe, with Team Ballylock Classics and Ian. Awesome dude. We talk motorsports, auto testing. We talk how his father worked in at BMC, how he got into minis, all of the above. Go give me a follow on Spotify, wherever you get a podcast, Apple, whatever it is. Uh, give me a rating. It'd be very helpful for me. Give me some feedback. Send me an email, theminilife37 at gmail. Tell me who you want to be on the podcast. If you want to be on the podcast, follow me on Instagram, minilife37, and uh, enjoy the show. Thank you very much. All right, we're live. We are here with, and I just learned how to say this, thanks to Ian, Team Bali Luck Classics. That's right. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> thanks for being on, Ian, man. This is, this is exciting. This is uh, uh, Mini Life's first international uh, podcast. So, uh, you know, applause to that. Woo. <laughs> So it's yeah, what, thanks, thanks for the invite. Thank you. Absolutely. No, we uh, we've kind of been chit chatting on. Uh, you know, I followed you for you know a little while now and been watching your kind of progress, but we never really talked. And I, you know, I've checked out your YouTube and this and that. And I think after the the podcast, uh, we just you know you maybe answered one of my questions on a story or something like that, and we just kind of chit chatted yeah. and. and and then I was like, dang, I want to hear this story. We got a, kind of a lot to dive into that I'm excited about today. Some motorsport stuff, obviously classic mini um, based. But um, yeah, what time is it over there? It's uh, 4, it is half, 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 half five in the evening here, yeah. Half five Americans. Americans, that means 5.30. 5.30. I might have yeah. to translate. I think... I told somebody, I was like, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm doing something in uh, Ireland. They're like, is there going to be subtitles? <laughs> but, well, hopefully not. <laughs> yeah, that's what I said. I hope not. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, Ian, thank you for uh, coming on. Um, you know, we'll kind of get into what Team Bali Lock Classics is yeah. and all of that jazz. But, um, yeah, I'm very excited for this. So uh, why don't we kick it off? I think this is always my first question. Um, you know, what... You know, what got you into minis? What is your earliest men- uh, memories of, of classic minis? I think you mentioned before uh, uh, in passing that, you know, your dad was into them or classic cars. Yeah. How did this, how did this all start? Right, well, classic minis in general, any kind of classic cars going way back uh, to when my dad uh, left school. So he left school in the mid-60s and his first job was as an apprentice mechanic in, in a local BMC dealership. So... Austin, 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 Morris, MG, so on. So, yeah, so he started off there at 15, and, um, yeah, so all kind of went on from there. He got his first Mini when he got his driver's license, and, yeah, so always had always had Minis. And then when he had the garage at home, um, and I remember my childhood was always Minis, and there's always MGs. Uh, Jaguars and so on, always in our backyard um, that he was working on class cars and he drove them himself so it kind of just was always been in the blood um, Dad did a bit of autocross uh, as well, the Mini uh, we got called Autograss over here and uh, Autograss? Yeah, so Autograss so it's it's uh, autocross but all on um, basically through a field or a quarry oh, so it's okay. always like uh, dirt, dirt and grass so uh yeah so it's just always been in, in in the blood so of course i got my first mini when i was 12. um it was a uh, 19 i think it was 1960 or 1961 uh, austin 7 so it wasn't even actually a technically a mini it was an austin 7 uh, we obviously later became the earliest of the austin minis um yeah it, it was a non-runner it was just a car that sat in our drive uh, Dad handed me a box of tools. There you go. Take it apart. Um, yeah, that's where it all kind of started from. Wow. So, so yeah, just was it's, your it's, dad? Yeah, what they say? What was that? So, I was so just saying, whenever you just get bitten by the bug, and you're never going to get rid of it. So it's, uh, that's yeah, for it's, sure. It's in the blood. <laughs> that's for sure. That uh, we always say that we, you know, sometimes get we have like yeah. a little group chat and. 
Um, sometimes we invite a new person and it's just boom. They're like, what about this? What about, and they got the bug, man. <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah, totally. So, um, yeah, so I, I mean, minis, obviously minis in the UK and Ireland are, are always been very popular. So we've always had great access to them. So having them at a young age was no problem here. Um, and they were cheap up until recently, whenever like, I was, I was picked buying them at two and three hundred pounds. Wow. Um, when, which I mean is unheard of now, but back in the late 80s, early 90s, even going into the early 2000s, minis, because they were still being made, <clears throat> they were really, really cheap. And uh, But since 2000, when they stopped making them, prices have just gone through the roof and it's they're almost unachievable for, for young young drivers now and first time owners. But I, so I kind of was lucky to, to be brought up in that time when I was able to get them easily and quickly and cheaply. Yeah, that's interesting, you know, because I feel like when, you know, I was growing up and there was achievable cars to get, I, like, didn't want them. But I feel like the Mini, for some reason, um, you know, like in the United States, at least, in, I grew up in Texas, so they're, they're, I'm sure they were about, but they're, it's not like a dime a dozen. Um, like, it sounds, when you were growing up, um, we, I might have wanted one, but it was the achievable cars. Like, I don't want that. I want something, something like mysterious. And I think that's yeah. kind of what drew me to the mini. So it's interesting that because it was attainable for you guys that you, you did want to kind of tinker with it. Is that kind of the thing or is it, you always had the love for the yeah. mini because it is quirky in general. Yeah. I always had the love for the mini and they don't stay standard very long. Um, I got a, I bought a, when, when I went to university, I bought a four-year-old uh, Mini Tahiti limited edition. It's a uh, uh, Tahiti blue, it's got this lovely interior and it came with 12-inch alloys, a standard, um, really lovely um, finished car. And they only built 500 of them as well. And of course, I had to tinker with it, I had to drop it on 10-inch wheels, I had to of course. Uh, change the interior out. And, you know, so you just have to do it. So, of course, um, even even yeah, even eighties minis. I think I, my first, I built a mini. <laughs> a funny story. I bought a mini to pass my driving test in when I was. Uh, so I bought it when I was sixteen. The week your driving lessons here, driving test here at seventeen. So I bought this little, creamily yellow Austin mini thousand, like a light color, almost like a really light custard color. Mm -hmm. Um, I. I put a mini red hot interior in it. Um, it was just black velour. Uh, I painted a black roof on it. Put uh, put a set of S reverse wheels on it. I think that was going to be my car for passing my driving test. And yeah, a friend just wanted to buy a mini, and I said, "Yeah, why not? I can buy mine." And I made several hundred pounds profit on it. So yeah, why not sell it and go and buy another one? And so yeah, so that was that was the first. I think it was the first Mini I really properly modified and made, you know, took really away from standard. And that was going to be my first car, but then I sold it. I so love how you, you bought it for your driving <laughs> test and you <laughs> to pass your driving test and you immediately started modifying before your driving test. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. That's epic. I mean, it's got to be proper, yeah, it's it's be proper for the driving test, right? <laughs> Yeah, so in the end, I had to do my driving test in my mom's car, but uh, which again, it wasn't too bad. It was, a, it was a, I don't know if you have have them in America. It's a, a Vauxhall Astra, which I think it's a, it's a GM car. Uh, Euro, it's a Euro General Motors car, a, a small five door hatchback uh, type car, and uh, yeah, so it was uh, that was my first on the road experience was in this little Astra, but. Uh, but I don't yeah, think they almost. made Vauxhall here. I could be wrong. They maybe for a short period of time, but I think, like you said, GM. They might have had like a similar one in the United States, but I don't think they ever made Vauxhall. I could be wrong though. I, I don't know. I literally pretty much only know anything right. about minis. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, and then so that that's how I fell in with the Traveler because I was looking at a replacement car for this little yellow mini that I that I uh, that I sold stupidly sold but then it the traveler just fell into my lap to be honest um your current one my pure my current one yeah so I, wow. I got it in 
was eighteen. Oh, wow, you've had it that long. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, the story about that one really was a friend of ours had a Mark One Volkswagen Chiraco that uh, that got into, into an accident. He wanted just to put it away somewhere until he had time to fix it. He said to his cousin, who had his big shed, that here I don't want to store the, the Volkswagen. He says, yeah, no problem, but I don't have much room. I need to get rid of something. So of course, the friend of the family, he says, what have you got? He rhymed off a long list of vehicles and Mini was in the, in the middle of the, the list. He says, oh yeah, I know somebody might buy that Mini. So <laughs> phone call later, Ian, Ian, do you want to buy a classic Mini? I says, yeah, of course. When I didn't expect anything at all other than maybe I thought maybe an 80s or early 90s mini. Um, nothing terribly exciting. It opens, it opens the barn doors and I can see it. It's, it's almond green also. So it's an old one. And then if we pull back the covers off it, I can see the external door hinges and oh, slide windows. Oh, yeah, it's a really old one. And as it pulled it back even further, then I saw the woodwork in the back. Oh, well, I've never, ever seen one in my life before. I have to have it. Wow. So, um, yeah, pure a pure luck, lucky find. So, um, so. And that was, was when you were seventeen. Yeah, well, I was saying I was seventeen. I think. Yeah. yeah. Wow, that's awesome. 17, 17, 18, yeah. That's so, cool. That's uh, that's always yeah. a great great find when it's like you don't kind of really know. And I've spoke about this before with my my Cooper mm-hmm. S I got, and it was like, ah, could this be fake? I clearly knew it had external hinges, but then you, you kind of keep digging. Yeah. It's like, oh, 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 you get more excited as it goes. That's awesome. So was that one yeah, running I, and driving when you yeah. got it or? No, no, no. It was a total barn find. Um, it had been off the road. I think that the, we have what are called tax discs in the, wind, in the windscreen here. Yep, yep. So just a proof of, of roadworthiness. Um, and the car's taxed for those. So the last tax disc was still in the windscreen. It was 1978. So the car had been the car had been off the road 20 years, um, and was seized. Um, we actually had quite a bit of bother actually getting it out of the barn. Um, just like I had a friend of my dad's at the breakdown service, and I actually physically towed the car out with the lorry. Um, <laughs> all four wheels were seized, uh, so it was complete, completely seized. Um, so it was an 850. It had standard 848 still in it. Um, but rock hard, it wasn't going to turn. So, um, but the body was, the body was pretty good. There's very little rot on the car because it had been in this dry store for 20 years. Mm. Um, so a little, it had a little bit of welding to be done, a few patches, but the wood was all rotten. Um, so I had to replace all of the wood, uh, on the back of it. And, but on, on a, a, basically just a rub down and a respray. So it was very, very little body work required. Um, and again, because minis were so commonplace, I just bought another mini for the, for the donor. So I bought a 1984 mini city. So it was a 998 and I used the entire running gear from the 998, uh, 84 mini into the traveler switch gear, steering column, everything. And that was my go-to car for, for, for years. Never, it stayed like that for a long, long, long time before I got the need to start modifying it. <laughs> so, um, so it's, it's modif- it's slowly evolved to what it is today on what you see on my Instagram. So that's so you, just been an evolution. You flopped a, a 998 you said into it? Yeah, so it was a 998, yeah. So it was 998 A plus. Uh, From the uh, mini city and, you said? Yeah. yeah, yeah. So that gave it then the rod change into uh, gear change, the, the pudding stare, magic wand. Right, right. That had originally um so yeah i got a much more drivable you know daily driver uh classic mini so um yeah and i i ideally did for well, for maybe three or four years that was my daily car when rain hail or snow so really what is it i can't yes. imagine dailing a mini i mean i live in california so it's you know busy freeways and stuff like that. I drive my car a lot and I've taken on road trips, but what's it like daily in a mini in Ireland, like in your parts? Or do you, is, is Bali lock is, is Bali lock your like town or is that just the area? Yeah. It's, it, well, it's the area. Yes. The area. So, okay. uh, yeah, our local, our local town, it's a town called Banbridge, uh, yeah. but it's a small, it's a small country town. Um, mm-hmm. 
yeah, driving here is is fine. It's not. We don't have really. We don't have big traffic. Um, Northern Ireland, uh, you know, geography wise, Northern Ireland is actually part of is, is British. Uh, so it's the northern half of Northern Ireland is a British country. Hmm. So we we follow the UK UK laws. So compared to the what we would call the mainland or England and Scotland, there we don't have anything close to traffic that they have over there. Right. You know, just over, just over a million people in the whole country. So it's it's quite sparsely populated in places, um, right, right. except for the major cities. So I mean, traffic is is quite it's quite small here. Roads maybe wouldn't be the best in places. But but they're perfect mini roads. I mean, they're twisty and they're narrow and right. they're bumpy and they're perfect. The perfect little rally car stages. So oh yeah, for sure um, I can imagine. But that's what like in well, the yeah, so it's, drive like it's in, in the, yeah. I was gonna say if I like drive in ten minutes behind my house, it just basically turns into country roads and a little, some windy canyons. So it's it's fun yeah. to kind of get out around there and kind of feel like I'm not in California. <laughs> Yeah. But even if we cross the border into the Republic of Ireland, it gets even easier to drive because there's a lot less, especially if you go to the west of Ireland, there's a lot less traffic and mm. the roads are empty and it's, it's, it's great. So, um, it's just, uh, yeah, it's just, it's different here because we just don't have much population in the way of population. So, right. um, and traffic is just, it's lower just because of that too. So, right, right, great. right. Yeah. I've only uh, been to Ireland once and I didn't get off the plane because there was a blizzard so we had to stay or maybe the airport i don't recall but uh yeah i didn't get to explore unfortunately so <laughs> so i didn't really see well, anything. Here, here, so i'm coming back though we'll we'll, oh, we'll get to that later you're i think missing, yeah, <laughs> yeah i'm coming back and we're going we're gonna bomb the countryside for sure yeah, uh, let's totally. see here. So, I mean, you've already rattled off, uh, I don't know, five minis you've had. <laughs> Is there, um, and you've told, you know, a story about how you kind of got the, your current one, the, um, the green, uh, traveler, any other interesting stories about how you picked up those other ones? I know you kind of said they're a dime a dozen, so I wouldn't imagine that they're super sketchy deals but uh are they like at junkyards like how does that kind of work is is there is there like an import thing between like uk to ireland how does that kind of work no so the the minis about here are they're uk registered cars they're they're not imported they're they're uh, domestic cars Um, and in the republic of ireland there would be they had what's called ckd completely knocked down Okay. So they would have been bought, I think, I'm not 100% sure of how it was done, but say they would have bought the cars directly from the UK in kit form, and then they were assembled in, in I think it was assembled in Dublin, I think, hmm. and then they were sold and maybe entered their own different colours and things, and, and sold as Irish uh, cars, but obviously here in the north we had the UK spec cars, um, but yeah, they, they were just, uh, say, just a dozen, they were through um you know just why for sale as classified ads um when it was still just just a newspaper type classified ads right right a tiny little black and white photograph and a phone number um and then obviously then later when the internet came into to be in and yeah there's no nothing really sketchy but most of the minis or any of the minis i bought um but my rally mini if you follow my instagram you obviously see my rally mini so which is this one here behind me on the, on the photograph there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was, I actually bought that car for no other reason than I already had the Traveller and I had my Mini Tahiti as my daily, so the Tahiti became my daily driver. I was offered the, the beige Mini and the rust was too good a deal to miss and I just thought I have to buy it. So I ended up with three Minis and I didn't really know what to do with it and I thought, well, I'll daily it because it was a 17,000 mile car from you um, had been an, an accident and repairable car. So it had had an insurance claim on it and had been repaired. I think it was a wing and a front panel got damaged. Uh, uh, rear end, I think it was, she rear ended the car in front of her or something like this. And um, yeah, it was repaired. I bought it off the guy who fixed the car and it was perfect. He ran in signing car again. Um, he, repaint, he repainted it the same color, 
And it just was too good of a, an opportunity to miss. It was too nice a car to to pass off. So yeah, so I bought it, and that became that became my daily driver until <laughs> naturally it started until it until it naturally started to show its age. I thought, right, I want to repaint the car, and so start repainting the car. I'll paint the I'll paint the roof. So I painted the roof green, British racing green, um, just because I thought maybe. Uh, it was kind of like the, your grandfather's spec car. It was beige with a brown interior. Uh, yeah, yeah. It was all grey. <laughs> it, it wasn't for uh, early 20-something guy. It wasn't cool. So I decided to pimp it a little bit. Dropped on the 10-inch wheels, um, on the Cooper S discs. Changed all the, uh, the, the grey bumpers to chrome and did all the, the bright work. But then I never intended to make it a rally car. It was more just, I decided, you know, I'll put a back cage in it. And when I put the back cage in, I ripped the headcloth when I was putting the cage in. So, okay, headcloth comes down and it just evolved. So, oh, headcloth's down. I'll put the full cage in it. I'll put some bucket <laughs> seats in it. I'll put rally harnesses in it. And it just evolved into a rally car. And then I decided to take up auto testing and auto tested the rally mini and do some retrospective club club events and um, things with it and it just it, it, like everything i seem to end up with minis it just evolves into something else i never intend to do that but that's just the way it became um, let's uh let's yeah. backtrack really quick and then i want to get into the auto testing and explain to a lot of people because i'm i didn't know what it was called until i spoke to you so i'm i kind of did a little dive and i was watching your videos and other videos on youtubes but um the youtubes i want to uh, jump back a little bit um you mentioned your father i think you said he was an apprentice at the bmc or did he work there for a yeah. long period of time yeah he worked there over 20 years uh, so he started off as an apprentice mechanic and he worked his way through uh, through, you know, through the garage. Um, I'm not actually sure if he ever became foreman or anything, but he worked his way through and he was one of their senior mechanics. Uh, he would have gone on all of the courses that they had for whatever type of car they were bringing out. And then he eventually became Jaguar specialist with them. So he was working on Jaguar XJSs and XJ6s and DMR Sovereigns and E-types and things like that. So, um, but in, in between times, he also worked at home um, and it's in his own home garage for class a week. So he had, uh, he had a he had a very regular client who had he bought and sold TR7s and uh, and MG midgets and MGBs. So we would have always had quite a few uh, a few of them in our yard as well. So this guy would have bought a TR7, brought it to dad. He would dad would have whatever he needed to do to make the car uh, go through its MOT, which was a uh, how do you call it? It's a, like a roadworthiness test. Right, right. That we have over here. And we then, he, then this guy would then sell the cars on. Usually, thanks over to England, I think he sold most of them. So we had this constant run of BMC cars, British Leyland cars going through our garage. So, uh, so yeah, that, that, that was a mechanic for well, 20, 20 something years, 20, 30, 30 years. And then okay. he, and then, and then he began working in the uh, in the MOT centres, which was you know the roadworthiness testing okay. centres, as next learn. So that's and it always worked at cars. It was back then it became a hobby. And it kind of rubbed off on you, and that's where you want got yeah. into tinkering and modifying. Was your dad into modifying or just kind of general maintenance? Oh, yeah. or he was into you know getting. Oh, or yeah, was yeah. it just a job for him? He wanted to. Oh, he, he liked, he liked, dad likes his speed. <laughs> dad, liked, <laughs> dad likes his mind as well. Like he, he originally bought, uh, I think from the stories told me he had, uh, I think it was a 66 or 67, uh, mini Morris mini, uh, 850. And he tuned it to the David Visser tuning book. Of course. Um, so he had, yes, yeah, so MG 1100 head and the, the twin, Inch a quarter carbs, and uh, you know, that had the cam out of this and had the crank out of that. And you know, he, that my dad did list off everything he did to this car, uh, but it still had the, the big magic wand, pudding stirrer, uh, yeah. gear shifter in it, the big sloppy, you know, we'll find second gear somewhere type thing. <laughs> but he says it was 
the way it was tuned, he could take a 1275 Cooper S off the line. Wow. And I could hold his gear longer. So they were changing into second. He was still in first. Wow. But once he got, once he got to about 45 miles an hour, then the Cooper S passed yeah, him. Passed so, him. <laughs> but, that was probably yeah. the first edition Vizard book too back then. Yeah. Yeah. More than likely. And he then, he, he painted it a Chrysler color. He painted Chrysler turquoise. And I think he made his own wheel arches, his own fender flares. Wow. Uh, I think I think he maybe took a motorcycle ones and cut them, you know, the alloy ones, cut oh, them down cool. the center and bonded them onto the car. And and he did the, you know, well, he didn't uh, use Cooper S brakes. He still got on drum brakes. <laughs> but actually, this this is actually this is an interesting story. So uh, my dad was telling me. So the son of the garage owner went to the uh, NEC Motor Show in Birmingham when Dunlop released the LP nine one eight alloy uh, steel wheels. Yeah. So this was a brand new Dunlop wheel, just new to the market. I don't know what year it was. It must have been sixty-six or sixty-seven. Yeah. And um, so, uh, so this guy he bought three sets of them, brought them back to Northern Ireland, and sold a set to my dad. Kept a set himself, and he sold the set to one of the other guys in the in the garage. And dad fitted them, fitted tires to them that day, and fitted them to his car that night. So. Kind of my dad's kind of favorite. He has the very first set of Cooper S reverse wheels in Ireland. <laughs> that is. So, does he still have? Do you guys still have? I don't it? know. Is it in the family no. still? Oh man, that's a cool story mm-hmm. though. Wow, that's no. amazing. No, that's one I, of my favorite that, this wheels. Is all, this is all speculation, but we're 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 taking that one. <laughs> no, but no, unfortunately, let's just say yeah. it was definitely the first set in Ireland. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's super cool. Wow. Oh. Fortunately, that many he did write that many off uh, in an accident. I think he hit a tree. Mm. Uh, then he burst open. He went up the road on his back. Um, but uh, like that car was was toast. So wow, wow. Yeah, I would lo- I'd love to build a replica someday. So Dad still has it all up here, exactly what his car looked like, and I'd love to build a replica one day. But uh, that'd be fun. We'll see. That'd be a lot of fun. Very cool. Yeah. Well, so let's kind of get into. So your dad had the had it in his blood, passed it on to you, uh, the need for speed, if you will. What's, uh, let's talk about um, what got you into motorsport. I know you said you started um, autocrossing or autograssing, perhaps. Is that what it would be called? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Auto, <laughs> I think I've yeah, seen yeah. that. Auto-testing? Be- yeah, autotesting, yeah. And I think I've seen, like, uh, what you're talking about in as terms of auto autocross. It's, like, in a field more so than, uh, uh, yeah. like, yeah. here in the United yeah. States, it's typically in – in um, a parking lot um, and if we were in a field it's like rally <laughs> um, yeah so what came first it came the autocrossing or um well first of all I was marshalling first of all because the, the excuse me the local mini club that I was a member of which is minis in Northern Ireland yeah which M-I-N-I is minis in Northern Ireland mm. we uh, we were a, a UK motorsport association affiliated club so they did they would uh they would host a rally themselves, uh, which was just a, a road rally. It was an open road navigation rally. Um, so they would do that, and I would marshal for it or do a bit of timekeeping. But they would marshal the bigger rallies as well, uh, the, the Circuit of Ireland rally or uh, the Ulster rally, and things like which were proper, uh, what's it called? You call it rally races, I think, or rally racing, I think you, is that what you call it? Yeah. But we would have, yeah, so we would have marshaled those. And so I think the, the love of motorsport kind of was always there. And with dad having doing the autographs back in the seventies, and I'd seen all the photographs of, of his, of his autographs mini and, and things was some, you know, really cool photos. And I thought I'd love to do that myself. Um, but I never, I, I never really got, maybe, maybe more didn't have the confidence to actually sit down and actually in the driver's seat and do it myself. But I loved, I loved marshalling. And, uh, so, but then the club then started to marshal auto tests. So I'm watching the auto tests and I thought, oh yeah, this is really cool. I like this, 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 this is great. And then after the event was over, the marshals were allowed, all officially were allowed to go around the, the tests that around the track themselves in their own cars. So rather we were a mini club, we only had minis. Oh, obviously we were, you know, we were going to handbrake turns and things around these cones and, and things. and. Thought, you know, I like this. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna try this. So, I, after every after every event, I would have a go myself and you know, put use the clock myself and to see how quick it was compared to the ones we were actually competing. 
And I would do that. I did this for a couple of years. And said, Before right, you get too further, um, let's backtrack and explain what auto testing is because I didn't know what it is. Yeah, I don't so, think we have it in America. Um, but it's, I think people, once you explain it, have probably seen it on social media because if you follow minis, uh, you've probably seen a clip like on Instagram or something of it. And you said, hey, that's auto testing. I was like, this is awesome. How do I do this? <laughs> yeah, it's really simple. Um, I think you might have something similar. I think you call it Gymkhana. Be okay. similar. Okay, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I, it, it's similar, I think. Yeah, um, but essentially, it's a course which is set up with cones um, set around the course. And uh, there's forward maneuvers and reverse maneuvers and so you have to go through the course in a certain direction um, so you may have to go through between two cones forwards you may have to go through them in reverse um, there may be a cone you have to do a full 360 around um, both 360 using a handbrake turn or doing a reverse nose throw around the around the cone um, but you have to do it in a very certain order uh, it's against the clock so it's just you and the car nobody else on the track if you clip a cone, it's a five-second penalty. Um, if you uh, go over a line in the wrong direction or or go over a line too far, it's a five-second penalty. Or if you fail to do the test correctly at all, it's a big X. You fail the test and you get a uh, you get a zero. And it's whoever goes around the course in the quickest time wins that test. And you do, generally speaking, you'll have maybe, what we call them tests, maybe three or four tracks uh, set up, um, or tests as we call them, and you may get three or four attempts at each one, uh, as an accumulative time. So whoever gets the smallest accumulative time wins the event. Hmm. So it's, it's, um, yeah, it sounds kind of like Jim Gymkhana, although I've never really seen Gymkhana events in the United States. I assume they had them. And then, you know, obviously everyone knows Ken Block kind of made that Gymkhana yeah. very popular, you know, rest in peace, Ken Block. But, um, you know, I think that's really what popular, popularized it. Um, so it kind of seems like a, when watching it on your YouTube and uh, and other avenues it did seem very similar to kind of autocross in the sense that there's cones and it's yeah. timed and there's uh, you know you get three attempts or whatever it is um but it's wild it, i you know i was re correct me if i'm wrong i was researching it and it seems that the smaller wheelbase cars do better and that's why mini is very popular um with it because yeah. you can just basically whip that shit around <laughs> real quick around these cones and um, so you were, you started this, so, you were marshalling on it or? So I started marshalling, yeah. So, um, just starting, literally just marshalling, just seeing, oh, he clipped that cone and you read, oh yeah, five second penalty to that driver and put the cone back or, um, and you usually had, a, a, there's usually four or five marshals per test. So you had your own little maneuver that you had to, to, uh, to marshal. So, um, so it's every area is, is known as a maneuver. So whether that, that particular set of cones is uh, a reverse through it or a drive through it, or you have to do a hundred turn around it or a nose throw around it. And yes, yeah, so you go in this direction, not this direction. And so I'm focused on this one bit. I don't worry about what's going on around there. It's just this bit. And then you have the timekeepers. So then I moved on to timekeeping as well. And um, and that's literally just a stop clock. Just go, stop. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I mean, it's really, really simple. It's, it's proper grassroots, uh, motorsport. Um, Ireland would be the most popular for it. It originated in Ireland. Um, I think maybe more so here in the North than in the Republic. And from what I, from what I understand from it, it, it began, it used to be called driving tests. Um, so it began, I think it was after the war, maybe when more, you know, people were, you know, they become somehow come back from the war and they needed something to, to do or, or things to, uh, and, and maybe they started up with you know, a little car club or something. And um, they would literally would have just set up a, a, a test at a, at a T junction or a crossroads just in some <laughs> road. 
and it was known as a driving test so they would have to be just going around in a certain order at this stage probably all forward and um, maybe have a, like a cigarette box on cigarette packet on the ground and they had to stop <laughs> your front left wheel on the cigarette packet or um, <laughs> these are proper driving tests. Like our, our club used to do them as well where say you're at a, at a particular test they would draw a vertical line on the top of your tire and they want you to do one full revolution of the tire and to see who can get the vertical line back around vertical again and when you know the closest and it, it, it's more driving skills i think would right. probably be the best yeah best very way technical yeah technical yeah so it kind of stemmed from that and then auto testing just got a little bit quicker a little bit quicker a little bit quicker so it became a proper motorsport and we have championships for it and, and things and and but it's really grown popularity it's, it still wouldn't be as popular a sport as say rallying would be or hill climbing would be but it's where it's getting more and more popular and it's got to the point now where we have uh we have an international an international um event where it's held in england every year where there's teams from england scotland wales northern ireland and the republic of ireland and we all compete against each other and i think in the 65 times it has run 65 years it's run northern wow. ireland has won it like 40 times or something. wow wow and uh, 35 or 40 times um so like northern ireland is kind of the home of auto testing and um, like paddy hopkirk as everybody in minis will know he's from northern ireland uh was from northern ireland um and he like he would have been a mainstay of he would have started his motorsport career in driving tests which then wow. became auto testing and that's why and he became Patty Hop. Greater things. Wow. that's where that yeah, uh, so. that handbrake turn came from, huh? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so amazing. I think if you even in good, or, yeah, if you look on YouTube, I think it's like Patty Hopkirk handbrake turn. You can actually it's a really I, old pathé. I think there is a video of him like teaching it, right? Yeah, there is. Yeah, yeah. So so basically, what he's doing there that is all the testing. <laughs> So that's fantastic uh, so yeah, yeah once i once you told me about that i was like oh this is so mm -hmm. cool and um so you got you, you started competing then in your cream mini correct yeah in the little cream mini yeah um so i did club events just just a little club events nothing terribly uh, exciting nothing and they were fairly simple tests um nothing too taxing and then i said you know i don't have a go at the championship <laughs> I thought I'm, I'm I'm liking this. I'm getting I'm getting the feel of the car. And I mean, it, if I watch back my old videos, I was terrible. Um, <laughs> and you could really see, um, especially when you're doing a change of maneuver. So when you're going from forward, you handbrake turn in the car, and then if you do a section in reverse, excuse me. I used to you can watch my videos back. It was it was handbrake turn. Car was dead stopped. Get into reverse and then reverse. And you kind of can watch. I, I find it interesting to watch my old videos back, and you can see learning your more and more your car skills and being able to do that seamless from forward into reverse maneuver without crunching the gears and it, it's it yeah, gives I you can't some imagine. Really, it, gives you great, it great car control and and um I, I enjoyed doing that so i thought you know i i can i'm good enough i can do the i can do the championship so yeah so i went i did the 2017 championship northern ireland championship and thought, yeah, I was sitting on my first sign on my first event and they hand you the test and thought, oh, <laughs> I have no idea where I'm going. <laughs> and it was just a whole other level. And it's wow, this is I might have a comfort zone here. And is there um, a navigator in the car? I think I saw. No, no. I well, I saw... yes, there depends on the event. Okay. Um, there's an event. There's a class called production class. So that would be where you have a passenger. Okay. And okay. I, was so it, say, I thought I saw class. that. Yeah, it, there's a particular class which is just for it's called production class. Okay. Um, but no, for me it was I was on my own. I was in the road going class, uh, my mini, and yeah, it was it was a whole other level and of of technical uh, testing and, but yeah, the mini I find the mini was a good car for it. I was up against uh, in my class. I was up against much faster cars but not as nimble and uh, even though i only was a thousand cc as well um i was still be able to put in really good times and 
I find as well on wet on the wet events, which in Ireland it's wet on most of our events. <laughs> um, <laughs> I find I was able to get the power down because only a little thousand. I wasn't spinning the wheels, but these guys with their twelve ninety threes and their thirteen eighties were just spinning up their tires and going nowhere, and I was pulling away. But on the dry events, oh, I was behind them. <laughs> but <laughs> it was it was fun. No, it was fun. Um, I yeah, I'm happy where I came. I came third in class. Uh, wow. I came twelfth twelfth overall. Uh, it was it was it was a great year. Really enjoyed that. But unfortunately, life has dealt a few cards. Where I'm, since then, I was married, moved house, COVID hit, had a son. So <laughs> kind of all that has kind of got set on the back burner for a little while. But uh, understandable. yeah, understandable. Understandable. Well, yeah, I'll cool. be back. Yeah, of course. It's things are kind of picking up now, at, at least here in the United yeah. States, yeah. and uh, so yeah. hopefully so. your uh, your child's getting a little bit older, less uh, less work. Take him along with you as a co-pilot or yeah. something like that. Oh, I get, I get, I get it, the wheel brace. And he can he can change the wheels for me, and he can sort go. of catch up. <laughs> so um, yeah. I'm That's interested about uh, the modifications that are needed because. Um, you know, the one that most people have probably seen is that guy whipping around. It's like a cut down mini. And yeah, you were saying yeah. um, that sometimes it only has a first and a reverse. Um, yeah. Yeah. Let's get into that. So, That's super interesting. Yeah. So, now that is a class. I would love to get into that class. Um, so like I said, I was in the road going class. I had a full car, all metal. And, you know, I had a roll cage because uh, I did retrospective rally in the car as well, navigation rallies. So I had a, a big, stiff, heavy car compared to these guys. And they, they're known as specials. So it's basically just a mini cut down with a roll hoop on it. Um, the rear subframes tend to be welded into the shell. Um, they might have a, a brace across, a struck brace between them, welded in. So really, really rigid at the back. Um, Are they fiberglass? Uh, the they look like they're fiberglass. Well, no, they're actually they're actually all steel, and it's all mini still there. Apart from the bulkhead back, is all the mini yeah. floor is still there. The front mini bulkhead is still there. The the windscreen's trying that's all still there. The back is the, the little curved back. Yeah, that's that's still steel. It's got a steel cage. Oh. The front end, the the bonnet and the on the wings, they'll be fiberglass or carbon fiber. A lot of them are using now, okay, as well. Um, and but the big modifications is under the bonnet. Most of them, if they're still running an A series, they're running 1380s, 1430s. For the most part, they tend to run them on maybe 13 inch wheels, sometimes 14 inch wheels. Off, yeah, uh, I noticed Morris that. Motor. Yeah, but then there's also the other guys who maybe would run alternative engines, maybe, uh, maybe not VTEC, but a lot of them would use. Uh, well, a Vauxhall engine, so it's um, it's, no, it's like an eight-valve Vauxhall Nova engine. Um, again, it's just a small European uh, German hatchback. Um, some of them maybe would use Nissan Micra, like uh, was it the K11 Nissan Micra running gear? That's um, Nissan for you. There's one guy doing a... yeah. Nissan, yeah. <laughs> and there's a, there's one there's one guy in, in, in the in the championship this year, and I think he's running a Toyota Yaris. Uh, running gear as well, so it's a T more T Sport Toyota as well. So, and they're all running 14 inch wheels, running big brakes. What's the uh, point of that? Because it seems back. like they do uh, the big wheels up front, and then sometimes they do a 10 inch wheel out back. Is that just uh, for yeah, the they still use, yeah, they still use the 10 inch wheel, yeah, still use the 10 inch wheel at the back, maybe with 45 pounds of pressure. So the car flicks around um, really easily. They're literally just running on a spinning top and uh, using the big wheels obviously you get the power down um, okay and most, okay, and most of them are running with yeah most of them are running with electric uh, power steering as well so mm. really light steering like, again you get twist and usually use a little knob uh that you see maybe for disabled drivers or truckers and i would use the little knob and steering wheel right right so you can get really good look around it's yeah it, they're fun i'd love to build one i'd love to build one so, yeah, those um, those just look insane. So, uh, what do they do? They they just build a custom gearbox that has a first and reverse. Is it like a, a sequential type of thing, or is it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's no, it's still yeah, it's still usually uh, 
Yeah, still using maybe using straight cut gear. So maybe straight cut first, and, and obviously the reverse is straight cut anyway. They just take the center gears out, and they just have a shaft between them. Hmm. First to reverse. Um, uh, yeah, and a lot of them take the gate away as well, so there's no gate into into reverse. Yeah, I was so, just gonna so say for no like you there. running your yeah. um, your cream one, like you would have to make sure you're in reverse. Yeah, like that's, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that takes a little yeah. bit. Longer. No, no, there was, yeah, there was times I pull the second gear and then oh, and then stall and uh, yeah, it's yeah, you get you get used to it. it it's uh, it's just something you got used to, right? Um, especially when you're in pre- under pressure. Oh that, yeah. You say, you know, I'm not going to get competitive. I say, I'm never going to get competitive. But whenever you're seeing the other guy's time, he's like, oh, here, he's 0.1 of a second quicker than me. I have to beat him. <laughs> so yeah. it's, yeah. When the red mist comes down, yeah, you, you can easily miss a gear. Yeah, I can only imagine. Yeah, that would be uh, interesting. Like, I'm, I, I, I never say I'm competitive, but for something like that, it there's such a huge learning curve. And I know that, you know, if I'm missing a gear, it's like, I know I can do better than that. Not necessarily that I want to beat the other guy, but I want to continue to get better, which in turns will probably beat the other guy. You know what I mean? So, well, wow, see, interesting. Yeah, I went into auto testing for no other reason than I just wanted to have a go. Um, I never intended, as I said, everything in my mini life just evolved, like I said. So I never intended to do championship. I never intended to do it competitively at all. I just wanted to be that little bit better I, and i want to be a little bit better i want to be a little bit quicker and then all of a sudden i want to beat that guy <laughs> um, it, just, it just snowballed um, of course so, naturally yeah. Uh, yeah you can and it, it is relatively cheap motorsport i say relatively it's as expensive as you want it to be yeah um, there depends are, if you're hacking up your mini into the special right yeah i mean like we don't have we don't use any safety equipment. We don't have helmets. We don't have race overalls. We don't have to wear seat belts. Um, it's low Wild speed. West. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. In so, America, we would call that the Wild West for sure. Yeah. No, I, that's funny that you said that because now looking back on it, yeah, none of those guys had helmets and it looks like they're just kind of leaned over their back seat, yeah, like they, uh, doing the they old don't reverse. Even have <laughs> Just, I mean, I just, it's real, yeah. how fast do you end up going? It's not very oh, fast. Like, I mean, you're doing 20 miles an hour, you know, 30 maybe. You're yeah. not, it's, it, there's short distances. It looks fast, but I think what makes it fast is how quickly you, the turn comes. Right. So you're not actually going that fast. It just looks fast because it's over short distance. But those special ones, man, they should at least have yeah. a lap belt because they could get tossed from the car. <laughs> Do they ever roll well, over? Think... No rollovers? Like what? I, it seems I, a little I sketchy. Seen... Uh, see, this is where I knew we would find a sketchy yeah. something out of you guys. <laughs> I have seen them roll over. I've seen them maybe go too far and they've clipped a curb and over she goes. Um, oh, but, it, it, it's, but like I said, it's it's relatively slow, so it, it can you go. You can see it happening in slow motion. And it's, it, I, I've never seen anybody get hurt on dollar testing. Uh, okay, <laughs> all right, I'll take I'll take your word for that one. <laughs> it still sounds sketchy, but I yeah, like my it. wife doesn't give me that either. <laughs> I like it a lot. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, so, here it's fun. <laughs> So did you, uh, do you still rally as well with your cream mini or are you kind of? No, unfortunately I broke the mini at a rally. <laughs> uh, um, so we, I said I did a retrospective rallies. So they're open road. So there is, we're in with traffic. Um, essentially it's a multi-venue auto test. So we have uh, maybe a dozen different locations where we have a, an auto test set up. Um, a yard or something, um, a farmyard or um, or car park somewhere, and we have the test set up there, and we navigate between um, point A to point B. We do a test, and then navigate from B to C to a test. Okay. And we maybe have maybe we do maybe every one twice. Maybe take a do a big loop around, and yeah, we usually sometimes they're during the day, sometimes they go into the night. Um, the night ones are fun. Uh, we get the spotlights in the car and. You start off maybe dusks, and by the time you're finishing, it's pitch black. Uh, it's there all day. It can be a lot of fun. For those, we have navigator. So it used to be my dad normally would have navigated for me. 
Um, so he would have been on the notes and uh, he would have helped me around the test. If sometimes we weren't allowed to walk the test beforehand, uh, depending on where it was, and you know, he has the, the test diagram in front of him. And yeah, they were they were a lot of fun as well. But unfortunately, I the last event I did, thankfully, it happened on the last stage, last test. Um, and yeah, the, the gears decided they didn't want to stay inside the differential. <laughs> uh, I put a hole through the side of the diff, uh, about, uh, I was going to say size of 50p, but for you it'll be what, size of a quarter. I decided the, the differential, uh, oil gone. Um, but I didn't know, I got myself, I, had, I seen the red mist had come over. I didn't know that I broke the car and I was still driving and everybody was shouting. You know, <laughs> waving me down. But I I thought there was somebody on the on the test that they were telling me to get out of the way, and I just I just kept driving and I got to the finish line and they came to the window, dropped the window, wind the window down. He says, "Ian, you've oil everywhere," <laughs> and uh, car off. And of course, then I look at the oil pressure. Oil pressure is zero. Oh no! And, oh no! So yeah, wow. that's the one and only time. One and only time I ever had to have a car trailer come. <laughs> I drove to the event, I did the event, and I drove home. Well, that time I drove to the event, I did it, and the trailer came. <laughs> so, and that was the last yeah. last rally that you did. Last, I rebuilt the car, rebuilt the engine, and I put a different differential. And it, it just, it sounds stupid, but it just didn't feel the same car anymore. It just, I don't know, there's something was different about the car, and it never, it never felt the same. Huh. Um, I don't know, I kind of lost, I don't know, maybe it cost a bit of his mojo or something. It just wasn't the same car anymore. So, yeah, sold it. Uh, it's now been restored. It's a different color now. It's no longer a rally car. Um, so, yeah, I've, I've only I've seen it once. Uh, and uh, I, don't, I don't like seeing my old cars again. Uh, but, dun, dun, dun. Uh, At least they're, so, yeah, they're yeah, still local. It's still local, yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's just in the next town. Um, I just say it's green now. It's the opposite way around. It's green with a white roof. <laughs> okay, um, nice. But uh, yeah, it's as I said, it just wasn't the same car. I, I lost, I don't know, I, I lost the feeling for it and sold it. So yeah, there'll be a new project sometime. I don't know when, but there'll be a new project on the new car. So uh, um, yeah, they come and go, and sounds like there's plenty over there. So. Yeah, yeah. Some people have said to me I should use the Traveler, but no. No. Uh, yeah, yeah. I know I have the big engine at night. I have the Cooper S engine at night, but no, it's 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 quick enough to do the events, but I'm not I'm not going to. I'm not going to. Feel like it's too sentimental to. Yeah, you know, not go totally through that. Not. Yeah, yeah. No, especially after. Actually, we haven't even touched on the Traveler a bit, but I have. I've spent too much effort getting the Traveler to the vision I have to go on record. So, yeah. I, um, you know, I have had this vision for what I wanted the Traveler to look like, and it's there. And yeah, I love your Traveler. It's amazing. You, yeah. For using it and all the testing, and would, it would be great to use it. Uh, it's got the power. It's all, everything's there, but I just couldn't do it. I just, no, I just can't do it. I wouldn't either. It's too clean. I mean, I drive it, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't thrash it that hard. That's uh yeah, that's a little something. Yeah, yeah. I've I've put the big engine into it. It doesn't get used as potential. Um, it's there. The power's there when I need it, but I don't. I don't tune it. it. It does get a bit of a we, we call it a B road bash, and we would exactly. we would take it. Yeah, we would. I would take it for a good run. Um, but I, I just yeah, I that's just a B, that's a B road basher for sure. That's it's like clean, but it's not like show quality. You could still drive it, but it's not like a it's not not a race car. I think personally, that's no. I don't know. I like to drive my cars hard, but uh, yeah, um, yeah. It, 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 funny the the engine actually was destined for my rally mini. Um, oh. It was meant to be put into the rally mini, but when I had the engine built. I took the, I took a traveler to get some body work done. Um, I needed I needed a new front wing and a new front panel and a couple of little patches because at this stage it had kind of got it started to show its age and needed properly restored. So it got I got the usual panels uh, changed on it, and 
yeah, typically when you go to TN Japan, of course, the engine has to come out, of course. And I was sitting there with this hole, and I'm thinking, mm, should I put the engine, should I put the thousand back in again? And then I have this 1275 Cooper S sitting under the bench and thought, mm, no, I'll put the 1275 in. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. But, well, uh, yeah, and then, of course, I can't leave it standard either, so it's, it's, it's not a Yeah, I get you. We, hey, we we all understand that's listening to this yeah. podcast right now. At least I would assume we get the bug, right? We already talked about it. You got yeah. the bug. You can't you can't leave it alone. Yeah. Ian, I want to so, get see, into that... I want to get into yeah. the uh, the Patty probe here. Yeah. Are you yeah. familiar? You're familiar. Patty oh yeah, probe? I've watched all so far. Yeah. <laughs> far away. Patty probe. Uh, for those that are new here, the Patty probe. We can. Um, Rapid fire these, you can elaborate on them. Typically we end up elaborating because we can't shut our mouths up, but you know. So, Ian, in no particular order, what is your favorite mini variant? Well, yeah, I probably have it, the, the, the Traveler. Anything with a long wheelbase. Anything, um, yeah, the Traveler was always the one I didn't know the most about. So when I found it, it had to be bought. I love, just love the long wheel best minis ever since. Yeah. Uh, but I would love a van. Um, I would love, I would love a pickup, but I'm too tall. Uh, I'm six <laughs> foot three. I just back. I'm just too small. <laughs> yeah, I just can't get the seat back far enough. I need to cut the bulkhead out. Uh, so yeah, next best thing would be a van. But uh, yeah, love my traveler. That, yeah. yeah. I feel like that's a hard question because, you know, I love obviously the, the classic mini saloon look, but there's so many cool variants. That's a tough question for sure. Yeah. Uh, this but is a good if, question if for it was Go for it. Yeah. Yeah, I was going to say if it was ever had to choose the mini saloon, it would have to be a Mark 1. Uh, even on the Mark 2, still sliding windows, door hinges, it's a dinky little lights uh, on the saloons. <laughs> So I think any mini up to nineteen sixty-seven, yep, for me is is the ultimate. Yeah, good choice, good choice. Um, this is a good question for you. How many minis do you, uh, have you owned, and how many do you currently own? Okay, I'll answer the first, second, second, but first, I've only have the one at the minute. Okay, um, still so just the traveler at the minute. Uh, at any one time, the most I've had, I think, was five, I think, four or five at one time. Uh, but overall, I'm not sure, <laughs> 20-something. Wow, I was uh, going to say, you probably named 10, so. <laughs> uh, I think it must be nearly 20 minis. Wow. I think, I think, I don't actually 100% know. Nice. A lot. That's a, a lot. that's your homework. You gotta go and uh, figure out and yeah. see if you can see if you can post a picture of every one on uh, Instagram later. Oh, Fortunately, <laughs> I don't have photos of them all, but I do have the list somewhere. That's on my phone. I think I've. Yeah, it, it's in the high teens anyway. <laughs> yeah. All right. Let's see here. Um, since you have a traveler, what's the weirdest or biggest thing you've ever hauled in it? Um, nothing terribly weird. Um, I have used it for a, a dump run a few times. So <laughs> I had the, you know, the seats folded down and it's stuffed full of rubbish for the dump. Um, yeah, I've gone to, I've gone to the hardware place, places with it. Uh, with uh, B&Q it's called here. I think it's the same as Home Depot for use. Okay. Um, you know, just getting, you know, stuff for the house and things like that. Um, yeah, nothing terribly weird, um, especially over COVID. I was using my, it was my essential travel car. So if I had to go to get essential supplies, I took a traveler. So yeah, <laughs> nothing, 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 terribly, nothing terribly exciting. Good idea. I love it. <laughs> uh, what's your favorite mini modification? Either present um, that you currently have done or something that you plan on doing? Um, ooh, that's a good question. Um, I think, well, going with the CAD uh, gear shifter, so I went with the CAD internal gear linkage. Um, I love it. It was not an easy modification to get totally set up. 
uh, and so that you could select all the gears. But once it's in, it's I, I love it, and it's, it, it rises the the gear selector a little higher, and it puts it in a nicer position. Um, either that or yeah, twelve uh, ten inch wheel conversion. Um, any mini I've ever had has always been on ten inch wheels at some point. Um, yeah, so I, I can't. I said I can't keep any mini a mini standard. So if it all, wasn't already ten inch wheels, I converted it to ten inch. Tens just so look so good. Yeah, they, they just look so yeah. good. That's that was on the list here: ten, twelve, or thirteen. And uh, you know, I think I knew your answer already. Twelve. Yeah. Tens just look. They just look perfect on the mini. Yeah. It's just they're perfect. Yeah. So what's uh what's your favorite yeah. ten ten inch wheel? My favorite definitely the rose pedal. The the Cooper Car Company rose pedal. Um, that is on the list. That I do want to get a set of rose pedals for the traveler. Um. I have I have quite a, a I've got quite a selection of wheels for the traveler. I do swap them up from time to time. If you've probably seen on my Instagram, there's yep. very few pictures of the traveler with the same set of wheels on twice. <laughs> um, I do have a lovely set of BWA uh, four spoke magnesium alloys. They're very rare. I've never seen another mini in this country with them fitted. I think they're Italian. I think they're really they're magnesium and really light. I do use the, I have had them on the traveler a lot. Um, I do like them. Um, I've got Cosmic Mark IIs, which I think I used to love them. Well, I think they're getting too common now. Um, so yeah, if if I'm not running alloys, it's the reverse S. Um, I do. I don't really have a favorite. I, it's hard to tell. It's hard to pick um, a favorite. It's, yeah, it <laughs> that's why it's on the Patty Probe because it's a tough question. Because <laughs> I, I also I also have a set of three and a half inch Cooper S wheels as well, yeah. original three and a half inch Cooper S wheels, which they're I think are really cool wheel, but they're just so narrow. I, I don't think I'll ever use them again. Right. But they're there on the shelf in case. But I do want to get rose petals. Yeah, that's a good call. I mean, yeah, mini wheels are so there's so many cool yeah. ones, and I feel like it's one of those things like you, you kind of touched on is you might really like this wheel, but it just doesn't fit your car. You know, it's like I love it on maybe someone else's car, and I would love to have a set just in case. You know, but it might not look good on my. I had uh, um, some reverse uh, Steelys, and I ended up selling them. I wish I didn't, but. I, I put them on my car and maybe if I restored them, they would look a little bit better, but it just didn't, it, it wasn't my car anymore. You know, and my car needs to be on gold yeah. Mambas. <laughs> yeah. That, that was the rally mini. I ran it almost all the time with the Cosmics. Um, generally I always kept them black as well. And they, they really suited the car. I think it must have been the, they suited the color of the car. Yeah. Um, I do have a set of 12, I have a set of 1275 GT steels, uh, the raw styles from the Clubman 1275 GT. And they only suit, I think, a Clubman. I did have them on the Traveler for a short time and they just weren't right. But I love the wheel. Uh, I've had a Clubman, perfect. But on anything else I've had, it doesn't look right. I agree. Um, yeah. I think there's the wrong era perfect the car, so. Yeah, yeah so. Um, I'm just hoping, fingers crossed, when I put rose petals on the traveler, they work. I think it'll look. I don't. Good. I don't see why they work. Yeah, I, I think it'll look. Yeah, because good. The, the yeah the the racing the racing countryman. Um, if you know it, um, the races race at Goodwood, the red Woody, yes. uh, Woody Estate. Yes. It's on it's on it's on rose petals and it looks it looks sweet. So I think I think yes. it'll be fine. I I I think that would be a good call for sure. I'm 100 yeah. percent behind that one. Uh, let's see. Um, here's a good one. I'm, uh, this is a new question for the Patty Pro. Uh, let's go. If you could have a beer, if you don't drink beer, a coffee with one or perhaps tea in your parts, I'm not sure. Um, just uh, for everybody here, beer, coffee, tea, whatever your drink of choice is. If you could have a drink with one mini celeb who would it be actually Ronald Waltman uh, if you're not if maybe not everybody knows Ronald Waltman um, I have had a coffee with Polly Hopkirk what uh, so yeah it's uh, 
So I've, I've, I've been there, I've done that. So I'll come back to that one. <laughs> but uh, Ronald Walton, and so obviously Ronald was another works driver from the 60s. Um, I have met him on a couple of occasions. I've had a good chat with him. I think he would, he would have a lot of stories to tell over, over a cup of coffee. Wow. That's yeah, super uh, cool. Yeah. So is that that's still attainable? He's still he's still around with us. Yeah, yes, he is. Yeah. Is he from he, uh, Northern yeah, Ireland? Um, no, uh, Rano is from um, Norway, Finland. Sorry, ah, he's from Finland. Gotcha. Yeah, he's one of the Finnish, one of the flying Finns of the there 60s. You go. Oh, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah. Wow, so, very cool. Yeah, he. He's known as the he was known as the the, the racing professor. I think they know they call him because he was very strategic in the way he did his rallies right right so he wasn't the fastest he's the most he's the biggest strategist if that's the right word yeah 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 for a minute so well, so awesome. yeah when i did meet him when i met him we had yeah we he was at an event we had over here called join the legends um which the local car club money's northern ireland arranged uh -huh. so uh we had a mini only rally target rally and we actually went around some areas of uh, where the Game of Thrones was filmed and uh, and things. So kind of Very Game cool. of Thrones country. And we called, yeah, we called it. It was called Joy the Legends. So we had Paddy Hopkirk, Ronald Alton, and um, oh, the other ones. I forgot who the other ones were. And um, <laughs> yeah, so I met him at uh, at a local mini dealership. And he we had a great chat. He was uh, full of stories. So he would be. I would love to have a coffee with Ronald Alton. That'd be awesome. That sounds cool. Sure. I love it. Ian, uh, I appreciate you being on here. Um, we didn't get to touch too much on your YouTube channel, but um, tell everybody where to find you and um, you know yeah. if you have anything else cooking coming up. I know that you got a, a, a Metro project I think you're working on. Yeah. Is it a Metro, Metro right? Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Metro. So, yeah, uh, yeah YouTube is Team Bally Classics. Um, there's quite a selection of stuff on there it started off as just somewhere to store battle testing videos and uh, then there's you know hi me modifying my traveler from well not totally standard to the cooper s um yeah there's show re show reviews on it there's walk rounds of of uh, viewers viewers drives cars uh yeah some interesting stuff on there um Plus, they have the, the Budget Metro project, which my dad and I are currently working on. Uh, just literally this morning, just film in episode three for that. So, uh, yeah, it's an interesting one. Um, so, yeah, there's YouTube. So make sure you like and subscribe, all that. And or else on my Instagram, yeah, I keep more, I'm maybe more uh, busy on Instagram, uh, which is, again, tmolly.classics. Perfect. And I'll throw everything in the show notes too for us uh, Americans not knowing how to spell Bali Lock. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, if you're not from Ireland, it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's going to get spelled wrong. Uh, the guys at, at Stevenson Motor Co. had, had, it was very interesting because they did a video on, well, I can't remember what it was called, so it's uh, Mini, I think it was Mini Drivers Are So Lucky or something it's called. And they had a little snippet at the end of the video showcase, seeing different people's videos and the jokes of mine. And it was entertaining to listen to this and try to pronounce it. <laughs> Perfect. That's awesome. Yeah, just go follow Ian. He's got some awesome content and like that uh, the Metro project coming up looks super cool. His uh, traveler is fantastic. Um, and go check out those auto testing videos. I really enjoyed watching those. Um, so I appreciate it, Ian. Thank you for coming on, and we'll see you guys on the next Thank you one. For